Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato, and this is Race Day at the 2023 Mexico City Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pit Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And on today's episode, Max Verstappen breaks his own record for most wins in a single season, taking a 16th victory easily in Mexico. But Mexican fans watched on with broken hearts after home hero Sergio Perez crashed out of the race at the very first corner, piling pressure on himself on an afternoon on which would-be usurper Daniel Ricciardo scored AlphaTauri's best result of the season. And Lando Norris recovers 12 places to finish a very punchy fifth in one of his career best performances. And one his team principal says compares him favourably with some of F1's all-time greats. To talk us through an interesting two-part race in Mexico City, let's hear now from your host in the paddock, it's Chris Medlin. Okay, everybody, let's get stuck into race day here at the Mexico City Grand Prix. And we're going to start at the start because that makes the most sense. But it also will tell you all you need to know about the atmosphere that we've got today. Sergio Perez, the absolute home hero that commands enormous support in this city and in this country, but certainly at this racetrack. Uh, he had a brilliant start from fifth place. Gotta say, great launch. He was absolutely flying and he looked like he was... In with a shot taking the lead, it must be said. Uh, he tried to outbreak Charles Leclerc into Turn 1 around the outside. Max Verstappen from third made a similarly good start and was on the inside of Leclerc, so the Ferrari was kind of sandwiched. And Perez went for it, ran the outside late on the brakes, threw it into Turn 1, and it did not come off. Uh, Leclerc could not turn in anymore because he had Verstappen on his inside, so Leclerc was the meat in the sandwich, and Perez made contact his right rear with Leclerc's front left, but also a big hole into the bodywork. He was an airborne, uh, Perez, and landed very, very heavily uh, and damaged the car pretty severely. So he spun, managed to limp back to the pits, but there was nothing that could be done uh, to recover the car uh, and get it back out there. So Perez's race ended on the first lap and we had over 150,000 people here today all here really supporting him so the atmosphere just went out of the place like air out of a balloon and Perez was actually visibly distressed sat in the car he I thought it was on the verge of tears actually as he was shaking his head and hoping Red Bull could fix it but they had to admit defeat that the car was too heavily damaged now that did lead to a bit of a, a sour atmosphere uh, Charles Leclerc having been involved in that went on to finish third uh, you probably guessed Max Verstappen won this race and Leclerc finished third and when he was interviewed for the post race interview before the podium ceremony it they're stood in the middle of the foro sol so it's in the area where the most fans are and he was heavily booed and to be fair to the clerk the way he handled it was very very impressive he was saying look there was nowhere i could go uh, he said you know guys honestly I had, there's nothing i could do i didn't do it on purpose but i just had nowhere i could go 
Uh, and I don't think Perez knew that I had Verstappen on the other side of me either, so he wouldn't have turned in knowing that could be the outcome. To be fair to Perez, before all of that had happened, he'd already said, look, it was a racing incident. Uh, I could have given Leclerc more space, but I was going for it. I was just focused on trying to get the win. And this was my big chance of taking the lead and trying to win my home race. So uh, he said it was a highly risky move and it didn't pay off, but that he'd go for it every time because the fans would be more disappointed if he didn't try and win the race in that manner. So it was an interesting kind of dynamic, but it did make for a bit of a bit of a sour atmosphere, as I say. There was footage actually of some fans fighting in the grandstands in the Faro Sol, um, two Ferrari fans being attacked. Now, it's unclear exactly whether that was from today or not. There's been a few um, contradictions in terms of people saying, well, I was in that area and I didn't see this. But Formula One says that uh, this incident was reported. The person was ejected and given a lifetime ban from Formula One events. So clamping down extremely firmly on incidents like that. But when you've got a crowd of over 400,000 people over the race weekend, you're going to get from a sample size that big some unsavory incidents. And this one was caught on camera. But uh, fortunately, uh, once we got past the booing of Leclerc, actually, it seemed OK. And as Max Verstappen said, what was a, a good sign is that they all stayed. All the fans stayed because they still got a good race. And the guy that finished second played a big part of that. And so did someone who finished a bit further back. Yeah, speaking of the guy that finished second, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, a really good day for his hopes of finishing second overall in the Drivers' Championship, actually. After failing to score last time out in Austin, of course, where he was disqualified having finished second and pushed Verstappen hard. Uh, on this occasion, he wasn't disqualified. He got second place. And what was really interesting was it didn't look like Hamilton had the pace to challenge Verstappen. He, he looked like he maybe had the closest car, but once he got into second and had passed Leclerc, he just didn't have an answer for the pace Verstappen had. But then on the final lap, on an old set of medium tyres, Hamilton set the fastest lap of the race. Uh, normally, that's the sort of approach that Verstappen is going for and trying to steal it late on or secure maximum points. So that showed some good raw speed from the Mercedes, and it meant 19 points went Hamilton's way. So he's closed the gap to Perez in the Drivers' Championship to 20 points now and I think more encouragingly for Mercedes I, I spoke to Toto Wolf afterwards was the fact that it shows that the upgrade they brought to Austin and the issues they hit there with terms of running the car too low and, and getting disqualified uh, there's still good progress you know they ran the car legally here obviously were much more conservative just to make sure they didn't hit any issues and having three practice sessions really helps all teams cover that off but they still were the second quickest car in race trim and Hamilton was trying to put pressure on Verstappen as I say didn't really have the performance on offer to do that but he did get second and best of the rest uh, and was very very happy with that performance especially as I say with the extra point for the fastest lap late on so a good, good return for Hamilton. Good response from Mercedes uh, bouncing back from that disappointment in Austin. And it just makes it a little bit more interesting in that fight to be the runner-up behind Verstappen in the driver's standings. Now, perhaps the standout driver of the day, and, it, and this driver was voted driver of the day by the fans, actually, was from Lando Norris. So Saturday was not a good day for him, as I mentioned on yesterday's show. It was actually you know, a, a mistake from Norris that meant he was dropping out in Q1. He didn't get his lap together when he needed to and he was left with a massive uphill battle because it is tough to overtake in Mexico. When you're in dirty air, when you're behind other cars, your cars overheat very easily and you just can't make progress. You have to drop back and then you're out of range for trying to attack and make moves. So 
it was always looking like it was going to be a long afternoon. But Norris just responded brilliantly. He started on the soft tyre, trying to make some progress and had done okay. Looked like he was getting himself into the frame for some points. But then we had a, a big accident for Kevin Magnussen. Now, Magnussen was running near the back. He'd just been overtaken by Logan Sargent uh, and was having a tough afternoon as it was. But then in the middle sector, his left rear suspension appeared to fail. So while he was trying to turn right at relatively high speed, the car just veered off to the left. Nothing he could do about it hammered into the barriers at high speed a lot of damage definitely damaged the barrier but also to his car which caught fire uh, he was fine he got out and went to the medical center and had some slight pain in his hands but he said uh, nothing major damage so uh, fortunately magnuson was okay but with the barrier needing repairing the race was red flagged now mclaren tried to gamble on this it was something that red bull had done pretty effectively by pitting verstappen for a new set of hard tires he hadn't lost any time at that point McLaren though they pit Norris when he was running in eighth place and it cost him a couple of positions because no sooner had they come out the pits and dropped behind a couple of cars thinking everyone else would need to do the same or they'd get an advantage from that the race was red flagged and that meant everyone can then make their own uh, changes under red flag conditions in the pit lane without having to take a pit stop so that was costly for both Norris and Alex Albon who I'll speak about a bit later uh, so Norris then restarted in 10th place but he had a poor start. Uh, we had another standing start, so we thought there could be more chaos and drama after what we saw on the first start, but uh, much more well-behaved. Verstappen held on to the lead, Leclerc slotted in into second place, and Hamilton third at that point. But Norris went backwards, and he went to 14th, so he had half the race to do. Uh, he wasn't going to make another pit stop, and he was yeah outside the points quite comfortably, but delivered a remarkable drive from that point onwards. Climbing through the field on a set of hard tyres, and he went all the way up to fifth, and a couple of the overtakes, must be said, were sensational. Move on Daniel Ricciardo, ran the outside of turn four, and then down the inside of turn six on George Russell. Really stood out uh, as excellent moves. And yeah, Norris really making up for any issues yesterday with a, with a brilliant drive that his team principal, Andrea Stella, said was up there with one of the best he's ever seen. Certainly one of the best he's ever worked with. And Stella's worked with Michael Schumacher and Fernando Alonso. So that was really, really high praise. That tells you just how good a drive it was. Well, finally, I want to mention a couple of drivers who uh, I did flag up yesterday as well. And I've mentioned Alex Albon already. Uh, Albon got himself back up into the points, having had a, a troublesome qualifying session where he was a bit surprised by the lack of pace that he had uh, in the Williams in qualifying, having been so quick the rest of the weekend. But also, uh, Albon had had his best lap time deleted due to track limits. So it started outside the top 10 uh, and he got up to ninth place. It was a really good, strong drive there too. As I mentioned around Norris and his recovery, tough to make moves, tough to get through traffic. And certainly for the Williams that doesn't quite have the pace advantage the McLaren has, uh, that made it an even more difficult afternoon for, for Albon. And to get himself up to ninth was a really good effort with another couple of points for him. Must be said, actually, just at this point, Logan Sargent got himself to 12th on the final lap. He delivered a solid drive again, maybe potentially just edging towards a contract extension because he, he showed up well compared to Albon. Uh, was stuck in traffic a bit behind him a few times, but was close and kind of in the realm of the same performance. But then he retired on the final lap. So he came into the pit lane, exiting the final corner on the final lap, just didn't cross the line because of, of a fuel pump issue that they said could have damaged the power unit. So they were trying to get him to the end and in the end just decided if he's not going to get points, actually, let's get the car in the garage because otherwise, even on the cooldown lap, we could do damage to the power unit. So they had to avoid that. Uh, so that was a bit of a disappointing end for Sargent. But Someone you might have thought would be disappointed would be Daniel Ricciardo, who finished 7th, having started 4th, but Ricciardo actually had a, a great afternoon. 
He, he dropped a fifth quite early on when Lewis Hamilton came by, but he'd made a good strong start and held station before that. Then the red flag timing hurt him. Uh, he wasn't able to fit the right tyres in that red flag period. And having been comfortably running fifth with some clear air, you know, no real danger from behind, it bunched everybody up. Uh, and Ricardo kind of lost out to George Russell on the restart. Then Norris came through, so shuffled him back to seventh. But Ricardo kept his tyres alive and came back at Russell in the closing stages and fought really hard with him on the final lap to try and take sixth. In the end, Russell held on, but what a turnaround that is for Alfa Tari and Ricardo uh, for him to be fighting with a Mercedes for seventh place. Uh, and it was a really big result in the end for Alfa Tari in general if we look at the Constructors' Championship because that's moved them up from bottom of the standings. Uh, they've moved up two positions to eighth, so really good work for them. They're level on points with Alfa Romeo on 16 points, uh, but have a better best result, which is the way they get ranked if they are tied on points. So... Uh, a big, big weekend for Alpha Tauri uh, and a really good performance from Ricardo. That will actually increase the pressure on Sergio Perez. Uh, so it was one thing that the fans were disappointed leaving, having seen Perez retire early on and, and not get a good result. But for then the guy that's kind of most likely to maybe take a seat in future to have such a good race, yeah, that one's going to sting. Thanks very much to Chris Medland, who was in the F1 paddock all weekend, bringing us the latest from the Mexico City Grand Prix. You'll hear from Chris again later this season, but for now you can find him on social media. Just check the links in the show description. The Sao Paulo Grand Prix is up next, and you can keep up to date with all of the action from Brazil by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, check out the Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.